0: Today on Lockdown Red Wings, 3-0-2 in five games played, not a single regulation loss. What do the Detroit Red Wings have to do to sustain the success and also a preview of the second game against the New Jersey Devils? Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty is the host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today, Scotty, you know, it's five games in the season. We have good vibes all around, right? Good vibes. 3-0-2, like I said, in the cold open, not a single regulation loss yet. But we understand it's early and that's not going to last. But what do the Red Wings have to do to sustain that success we're gonna talk about it. Talk about what they're good, what they're good at doing, what they're doing well, and have to continue to do, as well as what they have yet to improve on to continue this success. But then in the segment three, we'll transition ni- nice and cleanly right into previewing the game against the New Jersey Devils. But let's get back right to what they have to do to continue this success eight points. I think they're first in the wild card because there's not a single team in the Atlantic division who has an under 500 winning percentage right now, which is just speaks to how ridiculous this division is. Not that I expect the Montreal Canadians to keep this wave going, but still three and three for them. They're bottom of the division at three and three. That's crazy. This whole division stacked. What do the Red Wings have to do? Let's focus on what they're doing well first, Scotty, but what do the Red Wings have to do or continue doing to continue seeing this success? So, I think one of the main points is,
1: especially when it comes to the forward group, is just the depth needs to continue to be a strong point and be a focal point, and and I find it fascinating, too, that we haven't gotten crazy production as far as goal scoring goes from, like, Andrew Kopp yet, or from, I, I mean, like... Moritz Sider hasn't been like a point producer yet. I know he's a defenseman and whatnot, but I'm just saying like there are, there are D- Lucas Raymond, obviously like there are players on this team still that we fully expect to be good point producers, at least, you know, solid point producers that haven't really come around and, and blown the, the, cover off the ball yet i just got to finish recording locked on tigers so there's a baseball analogy but like you know what i mean like there, there's still some some talent on this roster that we're still i don't want to say waiting for because we're not like oh these guys look awful we're waiting for them to show up like no like they're they're producing in other areas but there's still point producers that haven't been producing a lot of points yet and, and i think that that's something to look for going forward and regardless of what a few of those guys at the top six do or whatnot depth is vital. And especially not only when competing against this very good and strong division, but this being a competent team and team and and going and trying to make a playoff push in general depth is going to be of the utmost importance. We've already seen two really big, uh, whether it's injuries or just missing time for other reasons or whatnot, we have two players that are going to be out for what appears to be a, a relatively decent amount of time. And they're top six forwards. And now we have to, you know, next man up mentality and have dudes slide in and, and slide around and fill new roles. And so I, I think that that's a, a really big key going forward is the depth, whether it's calling people up from GR, whether it's, you know, injuries happen, whatever. It needs to continue producing at, at a really solid rate.
0: You know, you mentioned more cider there. And I know we wanted to start off with things that need to continue to go well for the Red Wings. Um, but you mentioned that he needs to start producing I think he only has one assist on the season, but he actually leads the Red Wings in course, he four percentage. So when it comes to, you know, shot attempts for versus shot attempts against, he's been the best player on the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, in fact, well,
1: I mean, he's directly stopping good shots against all well, the time. Like I wasn't just, trying to make it sound like he's been bad or anything. It's just
0: strictly when it comes to to point totals, that's not all. just that though, Scotty, but he um, leads the team in Corsi four, which means that when he's on the ice, the team gets the most shot attempts off. Right. Um, when he is on the ice, and he also at five on this at five on five, mind you, he's not leading the team in times on time on the ice. So with less time on the ice than Olimata, who has 80 minutes compared to Moritz Sutter's uh, 74, uh, he is producing more shot attempts for. So the production is going to come. He's still producing offense. It's just the pucks not hit, reaching the net. On those shot attempts, For like sure. it's gonna, it's gonna come. I'm not that's my point. Is like
1: it's going to happen. Like yes. that was that was my point. It's not like a wait and see thing. Like all of those players are go. Like they're, it's gonna happen. Like they're going to produce. And I think once we have the production we're already getting, and once we have the depth production we've already been getting. Once even more players start to come around and start producing, I mean, that's it's just, like the offense has been phenomenal so far. We talked yep. about it yesterday. That's and the we biggest don't even thing. Have right, and we don't even have. A ton of offensive like point totals from like our biggest name free agent and like our Calder winner. I know he's a defenseman, but still like, you know, there's still some stuff that, that that they could even improve on. But I think the main point is, again, is that depth is just going to be really key.
0: Yeah. But the biggest thing is that there's two big things as to why they've seen so much success so far. And it's because of that depth scoring. Obviously we've seen goals from, you know, your Dylan Larkins. We saw a goal from Jacob Ronda before he uh, went off, but it's really the depth scoring that's really taken over so far early in the season. You've seen goals from Elmer Soderblom, Joe Valeno, Pew Suter, and that's something we didn't see last year. And that's gone a long way to the success they've seen. So if you want to see continued success from this Red Wings team, you need to see your third and fourth lines continue to produce the way they have because you, want your, you need those lines to produce, to be good. And we saw it in the game against the Ducks. That third and fourth line were the best team on the ice, or best lines on the ice, rather, at expected goals, 4 percentage, which just shows how well they're performing and outperforming their third and fourth line counterparts to the point where there have been several games now where that Redwood line has started the game because they're playing so well. And then you get Dylan Larkin's line back out there and they're creating dangerous chances. And then leads right into the second thing that this Red Wings team has to do to continue to be successful, that they're already doing so well. And that's special teams. Now penalty kill. There's not really much left to be said about that. And we've talked about it. They're one, they're a hundred percent success rate on the penalty kill that there's nothing to improve on. And obviously they're not going to be hundred percent successful throughout the season. Scotty, we both know that, but, if they can continue to be a top 15 team, they're going to stay in the mix power play. I want to see more consistency at converting. They were 26th in the league coming into last night's game or Sunday's game. By the time you're listening to this and they were 15th with those three power play goals afterwards. You're not going to sustain three goals a game on the power play. You need to be able to consistently get, you know, one or two goals every other game. That's, that seems like a lot. You know what? Because I don't really know. I don't have a frame of reference of what a successful power play is. <laughs> but you need to be able to more consistently get that puck in the back of the net on the power play. You don't want to necessarily rely on one game to get three goals to get you back up the standings. You need to be able to For do sure. that reliably every single game. They did it well. They've been doing it better as the season's gone on. And obviously, the Anaheim Ducks game, we know they succeeded to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's a really good point about the power play is that you want more evened out and sustained success in the power play because they did, you know, we, we talked about how great of a weekend they had, but they did start off slow and they did go a couple of games uh, off rip without scoring a goal. So I think that that is really important. And I, and, I, and I think we talked about it at length yesterday, right? Good teams are good on the, on special teams. Like that's just how hockey works. So I, I think that that is a, a really key point, but you know, the personnel groups on power play are really exciting.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. just like
1: fun. You know, like we, we've seen like Perron success. Kubali can do anything on, on special teams or five on five just cause he's going to get shots off so well. Um, You know, we know what the captain's capable of. Like there, there's, there's so much, there's so much potential. And I, I think it is in very much in the realm of possibility. I think it's a, it's very much a, a real scenario where they, have, you know, we're not even begging for a, for a top eight power play in the it's NHL. Top like, half, man. You're top right. Half. Just give me in the top half of the league and and hope that the five on five and, and a really good penalty kill as well can kind of cancel each other out and, and and get us over that hump and get us to be competitive late in the season. But I absolutely agree. I think those are, those are pretty clearly the two biggest uh, points at the start of the season so far.
0: And when we come back, we're going to talk about what the team isn't doing well right now that needs to improve. Uh, if they want to continue to see this success going forward. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Athletic Greens. This next product is something you're going to want to use every single day. You want to start taking AG1 because with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging all of those things it's quite incredible and surprisingly it actually tastes pretty good when you see when you get that package in the mail when you get that package in the mail scotty and you you mix it together and it's green you're like i don't know about this it it really does no like you
1: it, it it's good, man. I I yeah. I, I mean, I've been pretty open about the fact that I I've used it every day since they became a sponsor of Locked On. Since they sent us that initial like, hey, try and let us know what you think. This might be a sponsor kind of thing, like in March. Yeah, I've been drinking it every day since. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. And it's like it was a very pleasant surprise that it tasted good as well. And it helps your stomach settle any issues you're having with your gut. It's going to solve those. It solved those for the founder. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while tasting good supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased Carbon Credits that supports projects protecting old-growth rainforests. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to send you a free one-year supply of vitamin, immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's get into now what the Red Wings have to do to improve what they have to improve on to see this continued success. And you kind of touched on it in the first segment, but there are a couple of guys we want to begin to see um, production from mainly one being Andrew cop. We understand what he is. He's a two way forward and he's great in the defensive zone, but the right. part of being a two way forward is right. the two offensive way. side. of it. <laughs> right. And he hasn't produced offensively and neither has Lucas Raymond really at the only has two assists in the season. He hasn't gotten a goal yet, although he's been playing fairly well. Um, he's just been struggling to get space. Teams are attacking him a lot differently, having tape on him now. And then of course, Philip Zadina can't buy a goal. He's been so close so many times, puts himself in the right position. I mean, that's, that's one of the big main things, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of,
1: yeah, spoiled it a little bit a bit at the beginning of there, but I think it's the same conversation one and two with like, Hey, the depth has been really good, but it's kind of needed to supplement I don't know, needed kind of sounds almost too dramatic, but like like just completely fell off the sand, <laughs> <laughs> um, but trying it, to have it, a it, professional <laughs> conversation <laughs> yeah, that, that, that looked good. But um, no, like the, uh, needed is, is probably maybe a little too Sean. dramatic for my liking, but it's, it's one of those things where the depth has stepped up, which is great, but they've stepped up in place of some of the dudes on the, in the top six. And yeah, I mean, you know, Zadina might be more in the category of a, of a depth forward as is, as it stands, but cop is, is a guy that I don't want to, undersell how good he's been defensively because as a forward he has been a, a plus defender he's been really good in the defensive zone his four check is really impressive I, I really like what I've seen from Andrew Cobb a ton it's just offensively when it comes to producing putting the puck in the back of the net we haven't really seen much offensive production yet but that doesn't mean that he's not making solid passes and and the positioning solid and that, again, his defense, I think, has been stellar, to be honest, so far this season. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're just kind of waiting for everything to click. And, and eventually it will. And I, and I, this is not like a, you know, chicken with its head cut off, like, oh, my <laughs> goodness, the, the sky is falling type of thing. You know what I mean? This isn't all like cop is a bust. This is terrible. Like, no, we're five games in. He'll come around. I'm very confident he will. But, yeah, I think that that's one of the more important pieces going forward is because you you – you shouldn't be completely reliant on your bottom six to give you a goal or even two goals a night on a night in a night out basis. That won't last. It's not sustainable. It's just not. Yeah. So you're going to need those those top end guys that you you're giving or are planning on giving big money to step up a little bit more. And yeah, Lucas Raymond. The biggest thing for him, you touched on it, so I won't go too much in depth. Uh, more than you already did but yeah the, the creating separation has just been a and it's not even with the puck it's off the puck too I mean th- there's just a, a lot of uh, a lot of struggles he's had so far creating separation and keeping the puck on his stick for long periods of time like people just bull rush him and it almost looks like he just like doesn't really know how to react immediately so he'll adjust he, he he's a gamer he's a competitor <laughs> he'll be fine but that's that's you know where we're at and those are two guys especially that Uh, for prolonged success, we'll definitely need to take a step in the right direction.
0: I can't hear the term gamer anymore without like thinking of those memes. And it's just like, I can't take it on ironically anymore. (laughs) You said it and I was just like, oh my God. Um, but I understand your point for sure. Yeah, three of the top six aren't producing. Obviously, you have Kubalik, who is was a depth forward, now playing a top six role has been insane. Right. David Perron and Larkin are producing, but you need those other three guys. And I mean, it doesn't help, and this is another part of it too, is you got to stay healthy, and you can't help that. That's something you can't right. fix. I mean, you lost Bertuzzi, you lost Verana, but I mean, your depth has stepped, stepped up huge to fill those roles, and Absolutely. you're still scoring over uh, exactly three goals per 60 minutes, which is awesome. You love that. But staying healthy is a huge part of it. Again, can't control that. I would say the biggest, absolute biggest thing that the Red Wings have to do um, to sustain the success or improve on to make sure they can sustain the success is face offs. We touched on it yesterday, but, and I have it up here. So far through six games, the Red Wings are, they have a winning percent, face off win percentage of 42%, which is 28th in the league. And teams that win face off wins games. Now, it's not necessarily, you know, correlation causation type thing. But it does help a lot. You looked at a game against the Blackhawks. They won a faceoff. They scored a goal. They lost a faceoff. They gave up a goal against possession in offensive zone, offensive and defensive zones matters off the draw. And you can't do that if you're uh, not winning faceoffs. And we obviously know that a big part of the re- one of the big part of the reasons why they're not winning faceoffs is because they have nothing but left handed forwards. And there are times where you need a right handed forward to line up. Again, I'll plug Sean Shapiro's article of on Twitter he goes into depth really nicely on how you want to line up and why Red Wings having nothing but left-handed forwards really serves as a detriment. But that's another problem that having Andrew Kopp, or not having Andrew Kopp, but Andrew Kopp's not providing that he normally does. He's a career over 50% win percentage on the faceoff dot. So far this season, he's at like 39%. So when you talk about he's great in the defensive zone, but not really providing much in the offensive zone, he also needs to start winning in the face-off dot. So it's been a little bit, I won't call it a struggle, I'll call it a slow start for the season for Andrew Kopp, uh, about for about half of his game. But that face-offs, man, that's the biggest thing that they have got to improve on if they want to sustain this success. They're doing a lot of things right, and we touched on that in the first segment. But these are things we've noticed that because, you know, as much as we love the fact that they're 3-0-2, we have to be realistic and be like, okay, that could be a problem in the future, and we'll bite them in the butt if they cannot figure out how to correct it. Yeah, it's also, for a team that already we have highlighted for the last you know year
1: and a half two years however long we've i've been here and then you've obviously oh happy one year by the way brian
0: oh yeah is that that's yeah that's october 25th yeah
1: i think so happy one year anniversary to brian fisher being the host of
0: and he comes wearing a pistons hat oh that's all right what did you wear in your first episode Do you remember God, no, probably like the <laughs> rotation of like
1: a joke. That would be weird if you did. Yeah. Like the
0: same rotation of four hats that I we already on do YouTube yet. No, we weren't. So it didn't even so, matter.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I guess only you and I would know. Yeah. Um, I was wearing nothing. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> there was, uh, no. And, and uh, again, like for a team, we've been highlighting how much the Detroit Red Wings have still have a long way to go defensively. It's something that, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Like, you know, Decent start to the great start to the season. Like again, good vibes and whatnot. But there's still some steps that need to be taken defensively. Last year's defense was obviously terrible. Like this is a team that still has some strides to take on the blue line and the defensive side of the puck. And when you're losing faceoffs, you're only making your life that much harder. Like you you don't want to put pressure on a not elite defense. Like you don't want to put pressure. Uh, on a defensive group that's already not like one of the better defensive groups in the NHL, so yeah, th- that that's definitely a thing. Cop um, is is obviously that that's one of the reasons you paid him money was was because of that. So, so something that you're giving out, keeping an eye on for sure. But I mean, really. This keeps coming back to you. all your problems are solved if you just bring Luke Glenn Denning back, in my opinion. Uh, shut up. You're <laughs> ridiculous.
0: But, yeah, the defense, for sure. And that, they definitely, they're better than they were last year. There's no question there. Um, for sure. Consistency is their biggest Directly. problem right now. Like, again, a game against the Ducks, they played great. Haig, Lindstrom, your bottom two pairs, Hronik, Mata, they were fantastic. Obviously, you not know what you're getting out of Sider. Sherratt has been proving us wrong through the first six games for the most part, but it's it's not consistent. It's game by game. There were a game against Chicago, or was it a game before that, where we were saying that Khrunic looked horrible, and but he had a good game against Anaheim. It's it's consistency. They yeah, have was the a LA be- game. Yeah, they have a better core now, but finding that consistency is going to be the key to what makes them an actual legitimate threat defensively. They got right. better players, but they got to find that chemistry. Maybe they got to figure out that system well, the structure, as Lone likes to call it. Again, and not putting yourself on your back heel and losing a face-off yeah. in your own
1: zone will will help mm-hmm. that. So
0: oh, like and they and that's the thing, is like they're also like they're a thing that needs to improve, but they're also a thing that has gotten better that needs to continue sure. to be good. It's really it, just, it's just it's, it was impossible to get worse.
1: Like they were yeah, so bad true. last year that, like, obviously it's better, but that doesn't mean that it's
0: great either. But it still has steps it needs to take to get to that For playoff sure. contending Stanley Cup contending level, and it's not quite there yet. So it kind of falls in that camp with the power play where it's like. It's better, and you can see the plus side, but you just need to find that consistency. So it's kind of one of those things where it is a good thing, but also could also still get better. For um, sure. We're at 21 minutes. Let me send it to break real quick. And when we come back, we'll touch on tending very quickly because goaltending is one of those things that's kind of in the middle. It's same well, thing the same where it's thing not a boon and it's having not a vain. preview
1: at the end too, is like this conversation directly ties in. Exactly.
0: Like, the Devils, you know, yeah. a game preview. So we're chilling. So when we come back, we'll talk about goaltending, get into the game preview and we'll send you guys off the New Jersey devils game, depending on whenever you listen to this episode, segment three coming up. Segment three locked on red wings podcast. Uh, we are breaking down the game or not to bring down the game, breaking down what this team needs to continue to do to improve. Uh, and keep this hot start going. We want to talk about goaltending. Vili Huso and Nadelkovich have been splitting the series this season, rather 50 so far in net. Huso has, I would say, played more confidently than Nadelkovich early. Congratulations to Alex Nadelkovich, By the way, they're going to have a uh, him and his wife Emma. I believe are going to have a child, which is awesome. So, congratulations, congratulations to him for sure. Um, but. The goaltending situation is neither—I wouldn't call it a bad a, a bad situation or a good situation. It's just—it's again—it comes down to consistency. It's the same uh, yeah. thing with the defense. I, I think the
1: exact word for it so far is an inconsistent situation. I think that's really the the only it's better way to describe than last it's year for sure. Uh, objectively better than last year. Objectively a step in the right direction, but it's been a little for sure a little inconsistent. And this also, all of this conversation comes with this, this uh, conversation of this entire episode comes with raising the bar of your expectations of an organization. And that just comes with <laughs> being better. Like we, we brought in a lot more talent. We called up talent. We signed talent, traded for it, etc. We brought in a lot more talent. This team should be better. We should expect better. We should analyze as if they are better. So comparing it to last year's team, obviously all of these are steps in the right direction, but for maintaining this currently in a playoff spot success five games in, that that's where these conversations really start and end. So, I I think that the best way to describe the the goaltender situation is inconsistent. And I think that you know Ned has had <laughs> was that a sneeze?
0: Shut up! It sounded yes, like it an was. elephant. <laughs> Um, I I think that I I couldn't get to the mute button in time because (laughs) monitor was clicked on a different screen
1: with Ned. There is very clearly that the talent is there and there's, he, he still will go on hot streaks, but even forget what game it was. I think it was two outings ago. He, right. Like he gave up a couple of like really quick goals, but then besides that he was locked down, right? Like he, he's whether it's starting off the game slow or just inconsistently, you know, like they score, we, we score, they score rather like there's just a few things to tighten up. And I, I feel like Ned is just like one, like one step away or like there's one thing that he's just got to like click and and then it's all just going to fall into place and, and he's going to take that big step forward. And a lot of it with Ned is, is a consistency during the game. We yeah. talk about the, the inconsistency of the goaltending situation somewhat again, like we haven't had a regulation loss yet. It's going well, but Um, there's still some inconsistencies on a game to game basis. And I think with, with Ned specifically, a lot of that was just like even shift to shift or period to period. Like there's just some where you're like, okay, that was a really cheap goal to give up, but then he'll like be on his head the rest of the game. And you're like, okay, so. I, I agree with you. I think inconsistency is a big thing for goaltending so far.
0: And for the record, in the game against the Anaheim Ducks, really had an expected goal saved above or goal saved above expected rather of 1.8, which was ninth best, which means basically he it saved. He was expected or he saved almost two goals above what was expected. So yeah. he played very well. And Nadelkovic, for what it's worth, hasn't necessarily played poorly either. It's mostly just coming out hot like not letting up that early goal. That's kind of killing him at the moment, but I'm not too concerned about it yet because overall it's still been um, again, much improvement. Like we're kind of nitpicking what we want to see improve, but so far everything has been better. Because you everything have to, again, across the board. Yeah.
1: That comes with the territory of, of raising expectations is, is yeah. being more nitpicky. Like we have expectations now. Right. And I
0: tweeted that out after the Blackhawks game, like why that game stung so much. It's because there was an expectation the Red Wings would win. So right. while we maybe are nitpicky and like we both agree on, everything across the board has improved with the Detroit Red Wings. Well, so have our expectations improved. And so sure. it's it's okay to be nitpicky. Still love that they're at th- up out to a 3-0 and 2-start, uh, which is why we're talking about this, why we want to see them continue this hot streak and why we're being nitpicky as to why they, they could keep it going. But I'm starting to speak in circles now. So let's move on to the game against the New Jersey Devils that's happening. Um, Is this at home? Yes, at LCA. uh, ESPN Plus game, 7 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, so they beat the New Jersey Devils last time out. It was the second game of the season in New Jersey, 5-2. That one was kind of a... Seesaw battle as well. Mideljkovic started that one. Speak of the devil. And he'll probably... Yeah, speak of the devil. He'll probably start wow, this game. on a roll right now. I'm, I'm on a roll. He <laughs> will start this game, I assume, because
1: yeah, of the I'd, fact I'd, that they've been I'd, doing I'd, every
0: yeah. other. I'd assume as well. Yep. So, like, this is a game, and you talked about it yesterday. You broke it down a little bit, Scotty, that this is the last kind of... I won't call it a gimme game because there's no gimme games in hockey, but this is the last game against a an opponent... For a while, that's not expected to make the playoffs, save the Buffalo Sabres a a few games ahead of now. So you said it yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it now, but you have got to win this game because you got to get those points, those points whenever you can before you face those real real contenders and the real battle begins. And I'm not trying to downplay the games they've played, but those teams are going to be a step above what you've played thus far, save the Los Angeles Kings.
1: Yeah, this is...
0: In my humble opinion, outside
1: of maybe the Blackhawks game, and that one's not really situationally. That's just because I always, like, demand victory over the Blackhawks. I think this is one of the first, like, must-win games, I almost want to call it. I want to get into must-win territory with it. I think that this is a – it is vital that you win this hockey game for all the reasons that you just laid out and that I talked about yesterday – this is the, the easiest opponent you will play for, like, the next six games. Like, there the, the, you cannot go into that tough stretch without having picked up, you know, at least a point, hopefully, from New Jersey before you get into to that tough stretch. So, yeah, I, I think it's imperative, uh, honestly. I think that it's a – and I know, it, it's the sixth game of the season. That's ridiculous, whatever. Sure, you can obviously have time to recover from it. But just given the the honestly gauntlet that you're going to go through for the next five or six games afterwards, it would be really nice to start off with with a win before you head into that.
0: I'm so tired of my lighting changing every five minutes. By the way, this is yeah, really it's annoying. Crazy, dude. It's it's every every time a cloud passes, I have to adjust my light. But um. <laughs> Let's not downplay the New Jersey Devils either. Are they expected to make the playoffs this year? Probably not. I wouldn't. I would say not. But this is a team that is taking a step forward this year, or looking to take a step forward. Much like the Red Wings, um, they are three and two on the season, so they are above five hundred right now, and they have a couple players that early in the season are playing really well. Obviously, they have the new acquisition in Andre Palat, who has three goals uh, so far this season, leads the team in goals. Jesper Bratt, the left wing, has eight assists. No goals, but eight assists. Leads the team in points with eight assists. He's playing really great. Nico Heischer has six points in four games played. Dawson Mercer has three points in five games played. So they're a team that has threats now offensively, but their biggest detriment continues to be goaltending. Their goaltending situation I mean, you want to talk, we, we are, we should be grateful that we have a bona fide tandem in Alex and Also remember who? So when you look at the devils.
1: Yeah. Remember how much New New Jersey was out shooting us for like a vast majority of the first game. Like we, we just took advantage of opportunities because their goaltending situation was so bad. So like, yeah, and that's definitely a thing. And, um, I I really like New Jersey going forward. I don't think this is the year they take the big step, but I think it's coming uh, in the next year or two. And, uh, yeah, that's a really good young core. This is far from a, a, you know, hand-me-over victory. And, uh, you know, Chicago should have been, and it wasn't. So, like, there's really none of those in hockey. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely not just some easy opponent to steamroll either. It's just the easiest opponent you will play for the foreseeable future, so you better win it.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm expecting net probably going to be Mackenzie Blackwood unless they're coming off a back-to-back. The one game that Vincent Vanacek has played is against the Detroit Red Wings, and it was that very bad game that he played, obviously. So expect a better goaltending performance because Mackenzie Blackwood is better, but he does have a save percentage of just 904, which isn't horrible. It's okay. It's where Nedeljkovic finished around, mm-hmm. that, around that number at the end of the yep. season. So it's an okay number. But they're a team much like the Red Wings last year where they just don't have much protection around the goaltending. So if you can take advantage of that bad goaltending and stifle, you know, Jesper Bratt and Andre Palat, you're going to have a good chance of winning this game. And like you said, Scotty, this is a game you kind of have to win because you're, you're gimmies, so to speak. I, I don't like using that word. That's not the right word to use. You're, but like, I don't want to call games easy games because there's no such thing as a good game in hockey, but you're easier games. I have to say, because I can't think of a better adjective right now, but you're easier games schedule wise on paper, I guess I'll put that addendum in there are ending with this one, because like you said yesterday, you look at the schedule ahead and it's nothing but playoff contenders from here on out or expected playoff contenders from here on out. So you have to win this game. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'm right there with you. And I think all the reasons we talked about really like it it would be really nice to get a victory and see some of those dudes that have maybe gotten off to slower starts produce. The biggest priority, I think, is still just maintaining solid special teams. If we walk out of New Jersey with still a perfect penalty kill and another power play goal, I mean that that's also a beauty. So yeah, I think that all the reasons we kind of highlighted are, are really the keys to the game itself. And I, I think it's it's as close as a, a must win as we've as we've had so far this season.
0: All right, uh, any final thoughts, man? Um, we ball. Do we want to give a final score prediction? Is that something we're going to do?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm going to go
0: 4-2 Wings. I, I'd i be curious if we ever give a score prediction that has the right Wings losing. Um, I'll go... You can do it. No, I think the Wings are going to win this game. I'm going 4-2 with an empty netter. This is at home, too? Yep. I'll go... You know what? I'm going to replicate the first game they had. I'll say 5-3. I'll say 5-3. Um, no empty netter, though. Yeah, 5-3, no empty netter, but um, with one power play goal. Wow, We're you're really specific thing. on me. I'm, I'm par- going to go parlaying. 4-2 with an empty netter.
1: Ned having exactly 39 saves <laughs> and assists from Cider
0: Larkin. We got to start um, parlaying these. And Raymond. <laughs> like real life gambling these on the air we can do that now right can we Bet do that online. Bet
1: online.
0: <laughs> all right guys we'll talk we'll talk to you tomorrow after the game same time same place it's your team every day every day